G'day and thanks for tuning in to the Outpost Church podcast. We are in an Advent series. Advent simply means arrival and it's a reminder for us of what the arrival of Jesus means for us. We have hope, peace, joy and love all in the person of Jesus Christ. I also want to challenge you to seriously consider getting involved in our upcoming Discipleship Training Week. We just had what was a remarkable church camp in October. It's amazing what happens when a group of people just say no to the various competing demands of life for a few days and fix their eyes on Jesus. This is not a new concept. The Jews would take their journey up to Jerusalem three times a year in spring, summer and autumn. It wasn't about learning something new. It was about being reminded of what matters most and collectively declaring that God is worth all that we have to give. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Take a week and join with us in kicking off 2023 with Jesus front and centre. And now, here's the teaching from our Sunday gathering. I appreciate it. One thing about that play was that until the dress rehearsal, the final dress rehearsal that happened like 15 minutes before we started, they were using one handheld and two lapel mics. And so that was all the first time they had done it using just the one microphone without having two people mic'd up with a lapel and the others sharing a mic. So as it was, as a standalone performance, that was amazing, but it was next level the way they just made that work under those circumstances. So can we hear it again for our amazing young people? I did hear a comment from the back saying that was the the best Mary um, that my brother-in-law had ever seen in a Christmas play. Very realistic for someone who's nine months pregnant and having to make a significant journey. Um, (laughs) Except maybe for the bouncing on the donkey part, yes. Yes, you were right. Um, But that was hilarious. That was so, so well done. Um, And I hope that it hits home that... God is not bound by our expectations. He wasn't back then, and he never will be. He's willing to put on the most spectacular light show for some simple shepherds. He's willing to do that. And I love that moment with the angels uh, as they're discussing what it might be. And Jesus is like, oh, but I am going to do a choir. They're like, yes, but it's for the shepherds. Like, what? Shepherds? It doesn't make sense. Why would he be wasteful on some simple shepherds? But as we approach Christmas 2022, let us remember afresh what Christmas really means and not limit who might receive what God has to offer. We need to know that Jesus came for the shepherds and he came for the wise men. Whether you attempted to think someone is beneath you or above you, The simple reality is that Jesus came for them and he came for you. 
If church isn't your usual thing, welcome. Thank you so much for coming tonight. You need to know that Jesus came for you regardless of your church attendance. Jesus loves you. And he loves those that seem unlovable and those who don't seem like they need it or even want it. But there is nothing that compares to the love of God that we find in Jesus. So what is this love? I'm glad you asked. Let me give you one of my favorite definitions. We'll put it up on the screen as well. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Love sounds pretty good. It's actually an overwhelming list, which is why I was especially keen to put it up on the screen. Like to take in all of those details is overwhelming. Like just to be patient and kind would be pretty incredible. Like not only patient and thereby willing to wait, but also kind. But added to that is no hint of pride. So we'll never boast about what I have. We'll never envy what you have. Being about the other person and not about me. Keeping no record of wrongs, yet also rejoicing only with the truth. Protecting and trusting. I'm here to protect you, but I also trust you. I think all parents know that's a really difficult combination to get right. To protect and to trust. Hoping and persevering. So thinking the best and never giving up, never losing that hope. Not to mention never failing. Or as some translations have it, never ending. And the reality is that this love that I'm describing is quite different from the love that we see in the world around us and quite often in ourselves. It seems that the love that's celebrated most is romantic love. And if we believe the hype to find romantic love is to find completion in yourself. But so often this is really just about how something and someone makes me feel and it's really lust, just about what I can get. The New Testament was written in Greek and there's several Greek words that we translate in our English translations as love. And there is one of those that is romantic love, but by far and away the highest love that is spoken about in the Bible is agape, which means unconditional love, self-sacrificial love, where it's not about what you can do for me, but it's what I can do for you. And this is what 1 Corinthians 13, that's up on the screen, is talking about. And it's also what the Disney movie Frozen showed us so beautifully. It's one thing Disney got very right was when Anna steps in front of Elsa to take the sword in her place. And that was the act of true love. It wasn't romantic love, but it was self-sacrificial love. Some of you are wishing that I'd have showed the clip instead of talking about it. <laughs> Others are grateful. <laughs> You're welcome. God's love is action taken for the benefit of 
another, helping someone. Not about how we feel. It's not something we fall into. It's a choice, and it's not about us. On the wall behind me, we have four love, four loves, four words, and the last of those is love. We've joined with churches right around the world over the last little while in celebrating Advent. So Advent simply means the arrival. And we are recognising and reminding ourselves that in the arrival of Jesus Christ, we actually have the hope, the peace, the joy and the love that we have longed for as humanity. We actually have it because Jesus came. Christy, Nick and Beth all did an awesome job of hitting up the first three and I commend the podcasts to you. Each word needs clarifying. Each word is worth sitting in and just appreciating afresh what it means for us here and now. And so today we're looking at love. And how did the arrival of Jesus bring this love, the true love, to us? Well, God's love is costly. I loved in the play the scene with the chess pieces and how Jesus took a surprising piece. And it may not have been that easy to pick up if you're in the back half of the room, but it was the pawn. He said, this is what represents how I am coming. I'm coming as an ordinary, everyday person. And I don't think I will ever get my head around the significance of God limiting himself to a baby. It's ridiculous. There's this South American legend of a man who wanted to show ants how to be more productive. And he was extremely frustrated as a man trying to teach ants. It didn't work. So the legend goes that this man became an ant in order to show these ants the way. Imagine just foregoing all of your hopes and dreams, not to mention your capacity, and becoming an ant. But the reality is that going from God to human is a greater fall than from human to ant. We need to appreciate just how far he stooped for us. It shows the lengths that God was willing to go for, go to in order to rescue us. The way he lived and the way he died shows us even more clearly than 1 Corinthians 13. In fact, 1 Corinthians 13 up on the screen only makes sense in the light of Jesus and his life. Now for another one of my favorite definitions of love, also up on the screen. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. You see, not only does his love benefit us, but it also changes us and thereby benefits all those around us. We love others with the same love with which he loves us. And in case this sounds insular, and in-house with the family language, loving our brothers and sisters, let's remember that Jesus also said we are to love our enemies. So he died the death that we deserve to die. He died in our place. And the most famous Bible passage of all, up on the screen now, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have 
everlasting life. All that we have to contribute in this space is to believe, to trust in him. Whoever believes, it's, it's present tense. It's not those that believed once or prayed some prayer once. It's those who present tense believe and trust. We need to know that nothing that we have done or haven't done can disqualify us. Neither can anything that you've done make you earn it. It's not about what we have done. It's about what he has done. We simply trust. And one key way that we trust is in those times that we don't feel like being patient. We don't feel like being kind. We certainly don't feel like not keeping any record of wrongs. It's in those times that we just ask for his help. He's very happy to answer that prayer. At Christmas, we remember that he came to us. We didn't have to go and find him. He came to us. The ultimate gift is the life that is only found in Jesus. And yes, it's available for you. And yes, it's available for those that you care about. And yes, it's available for anyone that you don't. This Christmas, remember that he came for you. The king above all kings came for you. And whether you've been prepping your whole life to receive him or haven't given him a single thought until now, he came for you. It's a beautiful thing to have someone think about you for a moment, to actually stop everything else they're doing and just consider what you need. But it's something else entirely to have someone who plans for you, dreaming and scheming and working things out for your benefit and then putting it into practice at great personal cost. And this is what God has done for you. Jesus is the gift for you. He's what you need. And now you get to respond. I ask you this. What does this look like for you this Christmas? Please stand and I'll pray. Invite the band to come out as I do this. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much that you came to us and you came for us. Thank you that you love us and that you will never change your mind. May we see you more clearly and may we receive the love you have for us and by your grace would others come to know your love through us. And Father, we think of all those that are doing life pretty tough at the moment around this world. We ask that you would bring hope and you would bring peace and you would bring joy and you would bring love into any and every situation, both nearby to us right now, but also right around this world. We need you at this time and those amazing gifts that you bring. Bring it on in Jesus' name. Hallelujah and amen.